you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. today. Amen. Come on, it's good to be in God's house today. Hallelujah. It's already been said, but you're at the right place at the right time. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and liberty and power. And uh, I just feel like someone is going to walk out of here different than the way they came in. Amen. Come on. And if we're not, we might as well just go on ahead and go home. Because the worst thing that could happen in an apostolic church is for there to be no level of expectation that something changes when we call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But I feel the Spirit of the Lord moving in this room today. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38. I'll also be reading from Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 6. And as you're turning there, it's good to be home. I've been gone for right about a month. It's always good to be home. How many people know it's good to be able to go to bed in your own bed? I almost shouted right there. Y'all almost saw me take a lap. Hallelujah. But it's good to see everybody today. Happy that my brother's in-laws are here today, the Gonzaleses. It's good to see all of you. In Jesus' name. Hebrews 10 and 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Verse 6. But without faith, is anyone getting the idea about what I might be preaching on today? All right. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. I want to talk to you about faith that won't quit. Faith that won't quit. Why don't you put down your Bibles, your phones, whatever it is, and lift up your hands. And I want you to ask God to open up your heart, your mind. Would you lift up your voice? Thank you, Jesus. We call. God, we speak faith into this atmosphere right now. Lord, I ask you to let he that hath an ear hear what the Spirit wants to say to the church. Open up every ear to hear, every eye to see. Lord, our minds and our hearts that your word would fall on good ground today. Let the blessings of the Lord be on your people. Let it be pressed down. Let it be shaken together. And let it be running over. And somebody shout in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. Well, let's try it one more time. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Let's put our hands together and magnify the Lord. Oh, come on, you can do a little better than that. Let's magnify Jesus. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. When we're talking about faith, you've got to understand.
understand what drives faith to its fullest potential. The truth about faith is that faith is oftentimes activated in desperation. Desperation will drive an individual to do things that are unexplainable. Come on, somebody. Y'all are already getting too quiet on me. Desperation will drive an individual to do some things that are so desperate, so incredible, that to the outside perspective, it doesn't make a lot of sense. All right, somebody. Desperation will cause you to do things that nobody else will do. Desperation will cause you to pray when nobody else is praying. Desperation will cause you to consecrate when nobody else is consecrating. Desperation will cause you to come into the house of God and begin to praise God when there isn't anybody else praising God else is doing, but by what God has called you to do. Desperation tells me that when I walk into the house of God, uh, that I can get the attention of an almighty God. Desperation tells me it doesn't make any difference uh, what kind of song is happening uh, if anybody else is going to praise God, uh, desperation tells me uh, that when I come to the house of God, uh, there's got to be something that begins to come out of me uh, that is so desperate for a touch from heaven uh, that I'm willing to do whatever I have to do uh, to get the attention of God. Uh, desperation tells me uh, that when I ask, it shall be given. Uh, when I seek, I will find it. Uh, and when I knock on the door of heaven, it's got to be open unto me. Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5, we find a centurion whose servant is sick. And the Bible tells us that he comes unto Jesus uh, as he begins to tell him, Sir, my servant is sick. Uh, and the Bible said that Jesus tells him, Well, tell me how to get down to your house and I'll heal him. Uh, but the centurion was so desperate for a move of God uh, that he said, no, we don't have time to do that. Uh, but if you would just speak the word, uh, my servant shall be healed. Uh, the Bible said that when Jesus perceived such great faith that he never seen, uh, as he looked at him and he said, I've not found faith uh, like you have, no, not in all of Israel. Uh, but there was something about the desperation of a centurion that he said while everybody else is waiting for you to physically come in while everyone else is trying to see thunder and wind and lightning and a great grand entrance my desperation tells me that because you spoke the word that it's going to happen let me tell you something about desperation desperation does not show up and simply ask God to entertain us. Desperation does not show up and say preach to me a great sermon. Oh, if the if the praise team could have just sang that song uh, with a little more conviction than something would happen. Uh, but rather, desperation says it makes no difference uh, what the atmosphere is when I walk uh, into the house of God. Uh, desperation says I'll change the atmosphere. Come on, somebody. Uh, desperation says it doesn't matter if no other person in the room uh, has the faith uh, to really believe that something's going to change in their life. Uh, you might not get a miracle, uh, but me and my home, we need a miracle. There might be crowds of people come into the house of God uh, that walk out the same way that they come in. Uh, hallelujah. But when you're desperate for God to do something, uh, you, you can walk out with the miracle that you came in needing. You've got to understand the power of our faith, our words, and our action. James chapter 2 says this, faith without works is dead. Let me break that down in the GJV. Y'all ready for it? Faith might be walking in saying, Lord, I believe that you're able, but you've got to put an action with your faith. The action with your faith is not just saying that God is able, but it is praising him in advance for a miracle that you've already seen done by eyes of faith. All right? Faith might be coming to the house of God and believing that God can. 
but the action to your faith is saying, Lord, I'm not going to leave until I feel a change in my life. There's a difference between believing God to heal you and believing God to touch you. Hallelujah. We believe that God can do a complete healing. Not just physical, but a spiritual healing. Now, I see a lot of people coming to God saying, Lord, would you just touch me? But I want you to know that just believing God to touch you is a cop out of your faith. Nowhere in the Bible does it just simply talk about when Jesus showing up that all they did was get goosebumps, feel good, and go home. But when the master showed up, something began to happen. Eyes were opened up. Ears were unlocked. Limbs were straightened out. Well, can I get a witness of any apostolics in the room? When Jesus begins to show up, the Bible doesn't just talk about people feeling good and going home. So my question for you is this. If the Lord is in the room today, why would you settle for just feeling good and going home? There has to be a faith that begins to be activated in you and I that said, I have not come just to settle for ordinary church. I've not come to settle for ordinary praise, uh, ordinary prayer. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, but when there is an extraordinary God, uh, there is an extraordinary move. Uh, when there is an extraordinary God, uh, then I've got to have extraordinary faith uh, to believe that God can do an extraordinary work uh, in my life. I'm talking about faith that won't quit. Someone shout faith that won't quit. Let me talk to you about faith that won't quit. In Luke chapter 5, the man couldn't get into where Jesus was, so he surrounded himself with friends that would get him into the presence of God. Let me tell you about faith that won't quit. When you, really, when you are really overtaken by true faith, you don't want to be connected to people that aren't willing to go as far as you are to get into the presence of God. When you really are filled with faith in your life, there's something inside of you that desires to be connected with faith-filled people. Can I get a witness? It wasn't the man that took him up to the roof. He couldn't do it on his own. He couldn't cut a hole. He could not lower himself into the presence of Jesus. But I want you to know that that's why the scripture says this. While one can put a thousand, two can put... Come on, somebody. Two can put 10,000. That's why it said when there are two or three gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. Why is that? Because when you get a couple people with enough faith uh, to say whatever we have to do to get into the presence of an almighty God, uh, come on, somebody. We're going to go as far as we have to go. We're going to do whatever we have to do, but we're going to have a move of God. Someone shout, we will have a move of God. Come on, we will have a move of God. I, I can look back and go over times in this church where it seemed like we were going through some of the driest seasons in our life. I can look back and go back in my mind to different situations, scenarios, things that have gone on. But I remember one time that there was a lot going on in the church and there was a few of us young guys that got together and we were so irritated because we had just seen the power of the hand of God move through our um, awakening seasons and through all of these different things. And we got together and we started talking and uh, Brother Cameron Hopper, he looked at me, he said, Jen, I'm sick and tired of what we are going through right now. And I said, well, Cam, I am too. What do you want to do about it? He said, well, we need to do something. And I said, well, I know that we've got to do something. But what do we do? And he looked at me and he said, I say we go up to the church and we pray until something breaks loose. Well, come on, somebody. Do you believe in prayer or do you not? I remember there was a bunch of us got together. We went up here to the church, rather at the old building. We started praying. We started speaking in tongues. We started prophesying. We came against such a spiritual resistance that it seemed like we could not break through. We started praying about 7.30 p.m. We prayed at 8, we prayed at 9, we prayed at 10, 11, midnight, 1 a.m. Come on, somebody. 
But when you're talking about faith that won't quit, it's not bound to the time clock of men. Come on, somebody, it's bound to the time clock of the Lord. And the thing that you've got to understand about the time clock of God is it does not always work when you think it should. Hallelujah. But rather what the Lord is wanting to see is how far you're willing to go to break into a move of the Holy Ghost. 1 a.m., we hadn't felt anything. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., then all of a sudden about 5 a.m. we started praying and the spirit of the Lord settled into the middle of that sanctuary. There was a release that began to transpire in the Holy Ghost that kept us there all the way until church service began. When the church walked into the room that Sunday, we never made it to the preaching because there was already a move of the Holy Ghost that was literally transpiring. We had people filled with the spirit. We had people healed in their body uh, and let me tell you what it comes down to uh, when there's just a couple people uh, that are so desperate to see something happen hear me right now why do you think David had to thin an army down to three have to narrow his army down, get rid of almost everybody. Let me tell you why. Because I'd rather be connected to a faith-filled few than a faithless many. Let me tell you right now, if there'd just be a few people in this room today that would say, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever I have to do, but we're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you right now, the Spirit of the Lord uh, will show up when there are two or three gathered together. There might be two or three hundred in this room, uh, but I want you to know it only takes a couple people uh, that start knocking on the door of heaven uh, when the Lord says, I hear you knocking. Knocking it shall be opened. Somebody ought to just try knocking right now on the door of heaven. Why don't you lift up your voice and magnify Jesus? Luke chapter 8, the woman had been to every doctor, knew not where to go, wasn't connected to anybody that could help her. But the woman begins to fight through the crowd because she hears that Jesus is coming. There's a multitude of people surrounding but when the woman simply reaches out and just touches the hem of a garment, the Lord stops and asks, who touched me? His disciples said, in a crowd this big, how would you ever know if somebody touched you? And he said, because I felt virtue beginning to run from me. Hear me right now. You could be in a multitude of people, but if you're the one that's that. If you are the one in here that desires uh, for the spirit of the Lord, uh, hallelujah, to begin to heal your body and change your family, hallelujah, and turn your circumstance in your favor, I want you to know that God is not preoccupied uh, with the need of a hundred or with the need of a thousand. Uh, he said, when there's one person that touches me, uh, I want you to know that I notice. Mark chapter 10, the blind man going on. He said, what am I hearing? They said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. The blind man begins to lift up his voices. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. It was not acceptable in that social construct for him to do something such as he was doing, for people begin to tell him that he needed to be quiet. But there's something about faith that won't quit that you don't care what's socially acceptable. You're not worried about shouting in a way to make sure that your tie doesn't come flying loose or that your hair doesn't get shaved. Come on, somebody. You're not worried about giving God something that's pretty. You're worried about giving God something that's from the depth of your heart. The more he cried, all of a sudden the Lord stops. He sees the man. You know the story. And he heals the man because of the faith he had to push against the status quo. Let me tell you right now. This is not a church that was ever intended to be professionally Pentecostal. This is not a church that was ever intended for us to come together and have a fashion show every Sunday. But I want you to know that what God desires of this church is not professional Pentecostalism. It is abnormally apostolic. 
Come on, somebody. He's looking for an abnormal apostolic uh, that said everybody else might be tired, uh, but uh, when I come into the house of God, uh, there's got to be something so deep in me uh, that I say, God, uh, I'm desperate for a move. Is anybody desperate? Surely everybody in this room has experienced times and moments in your life where you've experienced such great moves of God, things that have been tangible, things that you've literally, I mean, we could look back, we could go to house-to-house prayer where the spirit of prophecy began to happen. People saw visions and dreams, and we would come together, and we've seen uh, blinded eyes opened up, deaf ears, come on somebody, Deaf ears open. Many of you in this room have seen this. The question today is not whether you have seen it. It's what you're willing to do to keep hold of what God has exposed you to. Genesis chapter 32. Jacob, he wrestles with an angel all night long. He walks into the room. He sees an angel. You know it. He grabs a hold of the angel, and he wrestles with the angel all night. Because it was not enough for him to have a one-time encounter. There was something that he wanted. The angel begins to talk and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And Jacob looked at him and said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. The Lord brought that verse to me early today and I started praying about it. I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? He said, they might have had encounters with my spirit, but when's the last time? that you grabbed a hold of something that the Lord showed you and you wouldn't let it go until the day started breaking. When's the last time that something drove you into a prayer closet at home? Uh, Hallelujah, that you were willing to pray until the day started breaking uh, because there was a blessing from God that you knew. uh, Hallelujah, was about to come to hear me right now. When you have faith that won't quit, uh, there's got to be some things that you're willing to grab a hold of uh, and say, God, I'm not going to let it go uh, until I get what I came for. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. There has to be some things in your life uh, that when you see it, you say, hang on just a second, God. Uh, It's not enough for me to see it once, uh, but there's something that you've got to give me. Hallelujah. I remember years ago, I went to Africa. I was doing my first Holy Ghost crusade. I was up till about 3 a.m. I was praying in a big compound. I was the only person there. And um, I knew that the Holy Ghost had talked to me about how many were going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And as I began to walk, um, there was such a fear that began to come over me because I, I looked at the promise of God and I said, Lord, With a crowd like this, how will we ever be able to see what you've promised us come to pass? And as I began to pray, I looked out over the compound and I looked down to the gate. And there was a guard down at that gate, but there was a man that showed up at the gate that he could not see. It was a manifestation of a spirit that came into fruition. And it stood at the gate, and I'll never forget, I looked down, and when I saw it, I became so fearful. And I stopped. And I started to pray. I said, Lord, look at the opposition that we have. And the Lord said, don't you know that I am the undisputed champion? And something began to stir in me. That I began to understand that just because you deal with opposition does not mean that defeat is coming to you. But what opposition does is opposition brings opportunity. Come on, somebody. It was the spirit of intimidation that started trying to meet us in this crusade. It was so intimidating. I'll never forget the way that it felt. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, the spirit is trying to intimidate you into just packing up and going home. And I said, Lord, what do I do? And he asked me a question. He said, how desperate are you for a move of my spirit? Hallelujah. I want you to know right now, I started sending text messages, making phone calls. We prayed all night long. When we walked into that building the next day, God filled 107 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hear me right now. I'm not telling you that to try to pat myself on the uh, 
but rather what I'm coming to tell you right now is simply this. If you want a move of God, uh, don't let the spirit of intimidation try to keep you uh, from being desperate enough uh, to not allow faith to quit in your life. Hallelujah. I was in services up in Alaska. We were experiencing great moves of the Holy Ghost. And as I was up there, there were demons being cast out. One individual, I was in a service, and um, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and there was a prophecy that came. And um, the prophecy was that God had dispatched angels to go and to help these local churches. And during that altar call, there was a woman that had traveled all the way to Alaska, I believe from the country of, I want to say Jamaica. And uh, as she was in there, I watched her, and she opened up her eyes, and she started looking all around. We did not know that she was possessed. And as she began to do that, all of a sudden, she began to lift up her voice, and she screamed. And she said, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. She started saying, no, no, the angels are coming. When she did, there was a spirit that rose up in the church. And I'm telling you, people all across the assembly begin to throw their hands in the air, lift up their voice. And I want you to know that they begin to intercede in the Holy Ghost until the woman was delivered of every devil. When we walked out of that room that Sunday all across the state of Alaska, there was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in cities uh, that had been forgotten about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But what you've got to understand is that to have faith that won't quit, you've got to be willing to confront every spirit of intimidation. Let me tell you what the spirit of intimidation looks like. The spirit of intimidation is what causes you to come to the house of God with a mind made up that you want to, man, you want to see a move of the spirit but you look around you and you allow your praise to be predicated off of the neighbor. The spirit of intimidation is the thing that comes to you and tells you, hallelujah, that after your season of consecration, that you're going to go back to the place that you came out of. Can I get a witness in the house? The spirit of intimidation is the thing that causes you when the Lord is trying to draw you to do something so abnormal and so apostolic, yet when you begin to try to do it, uh, it causes you to stay in your seat and try to be unmoved by the spirit. But I felt the word of the Lord come to me today. And he said, I have come to break every spirit of intimidation. He said, I have come to break every spirit of intimidation and release a faith upon you uh, that is audacious enough to believe uh, me to do the impossible in this assembly. Let me tell you what God's getting ready to do in this new year. He's fixing to break every yoke of bondage that has kept us from propelling uh, into a new dimension of the Spirit. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is about to be so tangible uh, and so visible in this house uh, that it's going to cause faith to live in you again. Somebody throw your hands in the air. Hallelujah. The Lord told me, he said, I'm going to cause faith to be so uplifted in this house uh, that you will see visible miracles, signs, and wonders again. Hallelujah. I remind you that it was this church in Addison, Illinois. When a deaf girl walked down to the front, it was this church uh, that began to lay hands and prophesy and pray uh, when the girl's ears were instantly opened up uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I remind you today it was this church that when a pastor's uh, family came, it was this church that prayed uh, when the pastor's um, wife's ear was instantly unlocked by the power of the Holy Ghost. I remind you it was this church that prayed when Sister Robin dropped dead of a heart attack and we watched as God instantly raised her back to life. I remind you it was this church that has prayed when different people in this room have dealt with cancer and we've watched one by one as God has healed everybody. 
It was this church that prayed when Brother Jason was at the point of death and we watched as God opened up the door for healing in his body. That was at this church. And I prayed and I said, God, what is it that you're wanting me to tell them? And he said, tell them that the time has come not to have faith for instantaneous miracles only, but to have faith to walk in a level of faith uh, that everywhere the sole of their foot treads, uh, miracles, signs, and wonders are going to follow. Even as I've been preaching to you, there's some of y'all that you feel faith trying to rise up uh, and you're doing everything you can do to not lose yourself in the Holy Ghost. Uh, But I want to tell you right now, uh, if you want it, stand to your feet and throw your hands in the air. Somebody lift up your voice to the Lord. Somebody lift up your voice to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want you just to reach out to the Lord for a moment. Let's not get in a hurry right here. There's something trying to break loose. It's been trying to break loose for the last 30 minutes. I want you just to extend your hands to the Lord. Lift up your voice. is trying to re-endue you with power and faith. He wants to re-endue you with power and with faith. I talked to dad yesterday in the truck on the way home from the airport and the spirit of the Lord started talking to me and I wasn't sure why until right now. When you look at when God put Adam in the garden put Adam in a garden and told him to go and to identify everything that was in that garden. He identified every horse, every dog, every cat, every cow, every fish, every bird. The only thing he never identified was Eve. Never gave her a name. Eve fell prey to the serpent. They fell prey to the serpent together. They fell out of Eden. And all of it came down simply because she was not identified in the way that the Lord had intended for her to be identified. They became ashamed of their nakedness. They clothed themselves in figs, and the Lord came walking through the garden, and he started walking through the garden trying to find them, and he called out for them. And they finally called back, and when the Lord looked at them, he said, why are you clothed in figs? And Adam said, we were ashamed because we were naked. And the Bible would say that the Lord looks at them, and he said, who told you that you were naked? And there was something that the Lord started to speak to me. Hallelujah. That because they were never identified in the way that God had intended her to be identified in, that it allowed an ear to be given to an enemy. And it allowed an enemy to identify and it caused them to live out something that never belonged to them. And when I heard that, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And he said, there are families in this church that have been identified by by adversaries. You have allowed the voice of an enemy into your ear that has told you who you are, that has told you what you're capable of, and has tried to tell you what is coming to you. But I want you to know right now that there is an adjustment that's moving in the spirit right now, that God is calling you out from giving heed to your enemy. He looked at them and he said, who told you that about yourself? You need to understand right now that there are families in this assembly that are living out attributes that do not belong to you. 
You are living out attributes that do not belong to you. Dad and I talk about it often. It's amazing to watch what happens in this assembly during the awakening. I'm telling you, I preached in churches all over this country. When the awakening's here and we're praying and we're fasting, there's such a faith that fills this place. And I'm telling you, you won't go to a church that's more faith-filled. Can I get a witness in the house right now? I mean, we soar to the, to the top of the mountain. And then when the awakening's over, we start watching, and all of a sudden, man, we start snowballing down. And you'll never meet a church that goes down that fast. And we talk to each other about it. And, and, and the Spirit of the Lord started talking to me. He said that this year's going to be different. There's going to be a change right now. He's, somebody hear me. There's going to be a change. That the faith that God fills you with is not going to lead you down the backside of the mountain. But he said, I'll take you from mountaintop to mountaintop. I'm fixing to prophesy right now. I see it through eyes of faith and I wish that I could preach it to you like I'm seeing it in the Holy Ghost right now. The mountaintop that God is taking us to, get ready because we're fixing to have to speed up our building process. I'm seeing it by faith right now. We're fixing to have to speed up our building process. Every backslider that's walked out, there's going to be a revival of people that left that God's bringing back again. You have the promise. You've got the faith to believe in the moment. But what it's going to take to see this come to pass is you're going to have to be willing to expand your faith to a point that you don't give up on Monday. And you don't throw in the towel on Thursday and you don't back, you don't back slide on Friday and on Saturday. Hallelujah. But it's got to be faith that won't quit when the lights are off, when the doors are shut. Come on, somebody. When there's nobody around. Hallelujah. So what's about to happen right now, we're fixing to pray. And I'm going to prophesy this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The windows of heaven are about to be opened. And there's going to be something that's about to fall on this assembly right now. We're fixing to see miracles. We're going to see signs. We're going to see wonders. Come on, somebody. There's something that's about to fall on this house right now. And it's going to take you to the next dimension in your faith. Come on, it's fixing to take us somewhere that we've never been to before. I want you to throw both hands in the air. By the authority of the Word of God, by the power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command every hindrance to be removed. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Every block came to crumble now. Everything that's caused you to fall, I command it to dissipate in the name of the Lord. Let faith begin to fill you. Come on, somebody. Let faith begin to fill you again. Come on, let it begin to rise up. Let it rise up right now. Come on, I want you to come out of your seat. Let's move. Let's move together. Let's move together. Let's move together. Come on, I want you to grab that neighbor by the hand. Throw both hands in the air and lift up your voice. Come on, I want you to let the power of the Holy Ghost begin to let your face soar again. Come on, let it fall on you right now. Let it fall on you right now. Don't give up in your faith. Don't give up in your faith. Come on, every old addiction is going to fall. Every mentality is going to be cast to the wayside. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall. He un 
Somebody lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your voice. Come on, let every mentality crumble. For he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Good and not evil. Victory and not defeat. Peace and not confusion. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to do right now. Here's what I feel to do in the Holy Ghost. Whatever that thing is that has caused your faith to stop, whatever the thing is that's caused you to revert backwards, I want you to get that thing in your mind. And I want every person just to pray by themselves right now. I want you to get that thing in your mind. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to get the thing in your mind that's causing you to go backwards. And I want you to throw both hands in the air right now. And I want you to begin to command whatever the thing is. I want you to begin to command it to leave and to never return again. Come on, to some of you it's an addiction. Uh, to some of you maybe it's a friendship. Uh, but whatever it is, I want you to lift up your voice uh, and begin to command it to never return again. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody fight for it. Somebody fight for it in the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're never going to be the same. We're never going to be the same. Every addiction fall in the name of the Lord. Every addiction crumble in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, we're moving forward. We're moving forward. room and you're going through a great trial, a great battle, I want you to just lift up your hand. There's one, there's two, there's three. I want you to find somebody with a hand lifted up right now. Just keep your hand up. You're in this room and you're going through a great trial. I just want you to lift up both of your hands right now. And there's about to be deliverance flow in this house. Come on, there's going to be deliverance right now. Lift up your hands. Come on, young people. Come on, parents, moms and dads. I want you to help. Find somebody with their hands up right now. I want you to put your hand on their head 
and I want you to begin to speak faith. Come on, all over the building, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, I would to God that somebody wouldn't quit until they felt something break in the Holy Ghost. Let something break in the Spirit. Be free in the name of the Lord. Be set free in the name of the Lord. Come on, church, I'm asking you to engage right now. Come on, every voice lifted, every hand lifted to the Lord, would you engage it? Would you engage it right now? Come on, there's deliverance. There's freedom. Come on, I command every mentality that doesn't belong to you to leave. I command every identity of attributes that you're living out. Let it leave now. Be delivered. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. going to cause anointings and callings to live again. I feel it so strong in the Holy Ghost. He's going to cause it to burn within you again. Everything that's kept you out of what God has called you into, it's about to dissipate in front of you, and you're going to see the fulfillment of ministry. Come on, somebody. You're going to see the fulfillment of ministries, the fulfillment of promises, and it's fixing to happen right now. I want you to throw both hands in the air, and I want you to begin to command it to live in you again. Come on, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command every calling to live again. I command every anointing to live again. Come on, it's happening now. It's happening right now. Somebody lift up your voice. Live again. Live again, live again, live again. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, that's it. Let's reach for it today. Come on, let's reach for it today. Let's reach for it right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. some faith out today. Come on, you've chosen to speak negativity over everything in your life. You've spoken negatively over your health, negatively over your finances, negatively over your ministry, negatively over your family. Today we're going to speak faith. Come on, start speaking things that are not as though they already are. You're going to speak faith. All the negativity in the world is not helping. 
Let's start speaking faith right now. Start declaring it in Jesus' name. The things that you cannot see with your natural eye, begin to declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, speak it through eyes of faith right now. Speak it through words of faith right now. Come on, all over the building, lift up your voice right now and declare it. I'm walking away from everything that has been holding me down. Come on, let's magnify the name of Jesus for a few moments. Hallelujah. Speak it out in Jesus' name. Declare it in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the enemy's robbed you of your joy long enough. The enemy's robbed you of your faith long enough. The enemy has plagued your mind and your thoughts long enough. It's time right now we begin to declare it in Jesus' name. I'm going to walk in freedom. I'm going to walk in wholeness. I'm going to walk in faith. changing in your thoughts and then it's going to change in your words come on we're going to begin we're going to begin to believe for it right now let it begin to start changing in your thought process come on everybody in the building engage right now god help me help me 